I got a question for you. What do whales listen on a long journey podcast? Today I will be talking about one woman who was famous for being the first ever woman to fly solo across the Atlantic. Hello everybody, hello here, back at it again with another podcast, and today we are starting a series, and this series is going to be full of wonders. Speaking of wonders, today's wonder is, drumroll please, Amelia Earhart, yep, you guessed it, the first ever woman to fly solo across the Atlantic. Now I will be talking about her because her story gets very interesting as time goes on in her life. Let's get on to the story now, shall we? Now before we get started, I have to introduce my sponsors for today we are supported by rickastley.com a music website where you can get free music anytime anywhere you want educationnation.com this is where you get lots of information for your podcasts if you're gonna make one or in general an essay or anything you want to write about or any famous person you want to write about and become rich right now today's podcast would not be possible without becomerichnow.com because we needed the money to do this but we did not have any so this website was helpful for giving us the money to help us make this podcast possible. Now, let's get to the information about Amelia Earhart. Amelia Earhart's life and why she was a historical figure in aviation. Her name is Amelia Earhart, as you might already know. Her birth date, or the day she was born, was is July 24, 1897. Now about her family. Her father was working until he was fired from the railroad company for alcoholism. Until the age of 12, she lived with her sister and grandparents in Atchison. Her sister lived in Toronto, Canada. In 1924, Amelia Earhart's parents divorced and she bought a yellow roadster to drive her mother back to the east coast
It's time to learn about Amelia Earhart's early life and how she got onto aviation. First, she visited a local airfield and decided then that she wanted to learn how to fly. For a short time after the war, Amelia took a medical course at Columbia University in New York. She then joined her family in Los Angeles, California, and persuaded her father to spend $10 to send her up on a joyride at an air show. After she landed, she decided that she was going to take flying lessons immediately. She paid for the first lessons by driving a sand and gravel truck. Only after two and a half hours of instruction, she decided that she wanted to buy her own plane. She bought a small experimental plane that cost $2,000 with money advanced by her mother and took a job at a local telephone company sorting mail to help pay for it. talk about Amelia Earhart's later life and the legacy slash impact she had on the world and what she will be known for. In April of 1928, she received an invitation to travel to New York to be interviewed by a committee led by the publisher and publicist George Palmer Putnam to select the first woman to travel as a passenger on a plane across the Atlantic. Amelia was selected and left with a male pilot and navigator on June 3, 1928 in the Friendship, the same plane that Richard Evelyn Byrd had flown across the North Pole. Putnam released the news to the press and the Christian Science Monitor headlined, Boston Woman Flies Into Dawn on Surprise Atlantic Trip. On the morning of June 17, they took off with the pilot and landed in a bay in Wales. They were greeted with great enthusiasm and Amelia Earhart became the center of international attention because she was the first woman to have flown over the ocean even though she had only been a passenger. But during these years, Earhart continued to set flying records. In January of 1935, she became the first person to fly from Hawaii to the American mainland. In April of 1935, she set a speed record on a solo flight from Los Angeles to Mexico City. Then she set another record from Mexico City to New York. Writing about her flight from Hawaii, she said, After the midnight, the moon set, and I was alone with the stars. I have often said that the lore of flying is the lure of beauty. 
and I need no other flights to convince me that the reason flyers fly, whether they know it or not, is the aesthetic appeal of flying. to fly around the world. Stimulated by her Hawaii flight, Amelia set herself a new goal, to fly around the world at or near the equator, something never before attempted. Purdue University purchased a new twin-engine Lockheed Electra that was specially modified for the flight. The test plane was first flown on July 22, 1936, and then presented to Amelia on her 39th birthday. She announced her world trip at a press conference in New York in February of 1937, and then left from San Francisco in the early morning of March 17, when all but one member of the accompanying press corps was asleep. The flight to Hawaii set a new record of just under 16 hours. As she was leaving Hawaii, however, the heavy laden plane crashed on takeoff. It took $5,000 and five weeks over work to repair the plane and to reschedule the flight. The cost was donated by a number of private individuals. Because of the delay, Amelia decided to reverse the original course of her flight by flying from west to east to take advantage of changed weather patterns and air currents. She also replaced the original navigator with Fred Noonan. They took off uh, on June 1, 1937 from Miami, Florida and headed for Brazil. They flew across the Atlantic to Africa and then across the Red Sea to Arabia and then on to Karachi, Pakistan, Calcutta, and Burma. They reached Leh in New Guinea in on June 30. This was going to be the da- most dangerous leg to land on Howland Island, a tiny speck only two and a half miles long in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. Earhart and Noonan never reached Howland Island and no one knows what happened to their plane. Much speculation existed that part of Earhart's mission was to spy on the Japanese-mandated Pacific Islands. According to this theory, the Japanese knew this, intercepted her plane, and took her captive. No substantial, substantial existed for this theory. 
1992, an expedition found certain objects, a shoe and a metal plate, on a small atoll in Nikumaroro, south of Howland, which could have been left by Earhart and Noonan. In August of 2012, reports surfaced that the plane wreckage, which could have been Earhart's plane, was found in the Pacific Ocean off Nikumaroro Island. These reports, however, were not conclusive. Stay strong. Goodbye.